very warm welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. This is your host, Nick Tibuzek. And with me today, there is someone who doesn't like to be called a legend, but everybody calls him like that. And today we talk about a, someone who's pretty old into this game and still has some stuff that is not beaten yet. Today's guest is the UK hard hitter, Ranjit Bachu. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on, Nick. All right. Um, I think, look at that, at, 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 at an athlete as you are, um, a lot of people are definitely inspired by what you are doing as you are pretty, pretty much what everybody calls complete, whatever it is, but everybody talks about this topic as you are training legs, you are someone who's uh, very, very flexible, you are very strong in um, classic weighted uh, stuff, but you are still on a lot of um, yeah, calisthenics moves like one-arm pull-ups, flags, all the levers, all that stuff. You're, you're, you're a pretty round package looking at that. Um, I think the most important part right here is to clear out how did you get that level? <laughs> All right. So, um, do you know what it was? I, when, I, when I was training calisthenics, I was, um, I was always doing different things with calisthenics. So, you know, when I, when I was first training, I was doing a lot of different stuff. You know, I was, I was always concerned about being well-rounded, whatever that meant, you know, a complete athlete, whatever that means. I don't know what that really means now, but it's just, a, it was just a saying, you know, it was just like, if I saw someone doing pull-ups and dips, um, I would say, all right, let's go do something else now. Let's always do, it, my training wasn't always just calisthenics, you know, it was, I did loads of other stuff with it, but there was a period of time when I did calisthenics and I just had a, I just had a mindset towards I wanted to do a variation of training, you know, always. Whether or not if I was good at it, I was always... So the people I trained with, we always trained a variation of things, you know, from different types of athletes who I trained with. Um, I was always the kind of person who I would like to do different things. So if I was at a gym, I wouldn't be able to... Um, you know, if someone said to me, all right, let's go train something else... I wasn't like, oh, I only train calisthenics. I was always like training different things with it. You know? so, yeah. Shut up, Waco. <laughs> the, the legendary dog. <laughs> the dog is crazy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just, um, I think it was just with a mindset of training. I was never, you know, I loved, there was a, there was a time of calisthenics where I just gave myself to calisthenics and I, and I started with calisthenics. But, I always implemented different things with my training, you know. I always liked I, I always liked the variation. So I always saw the importance of um having a mix of training, you know, not just being calisthenics or doing just uh, if someone did powerlifting. I was and how I really train people now and my clients is like I always say make sure you train well-rounded. We will train well-rounded. So, you know, you're never in a situation where someone says, "Okay, you can do really good muscle ups but how good are you doing this or how good are you? so i implement loads of different styles of training because i i enjoy it and it gives me a little bit of a break 
between each um, style of training, you know. But there are times when I go through periods of just doing something, you know. So I just like variation. I think variation is key to training, and I've always done that. But I did start with calisthenics, and then it evolved from that. I would, always, I mean, I've got old videos of me where I didn't have weights, and my 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 father had some old tires, you know, like car tires. Well, I had only a few a few weights. I maybe had like five and ten kilos, and I had a a shitty little, you know, one of them six kilo bars. So the, I had a, I had a old uh, video of um, me doing clean and press. This is like eight to 10 years ago doing clean and press, but I've got tires on the bar, but the weights are sitting in the tires, you know? So I always, I was always um, doing variation training and, and especially people who helped me with training were like, they came from different backgrounds of training. So I have a lot of I have a good friends, you know, some are like old school MMA guys and some are something else or rugby players. And we always, you know, if I met them with training, we, we wouldn't train what I wanted to train. We'd do bits of what everyone wanted to train, you know, so it was more fun. We wouldn't just do one style of training, but there was periods of time where I would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And looking back at your sports career <laughs> let us call it like that um yeah. i think you are close to 30 right now and when i remember right you started training actually at the age of 14 yeah i, I was training around well I, i well i didn't know what the word training was i was basically just very into my You know, just the, you know, when you're young, you just do the sit-ups, pull-ups, dips, chin-ups. But my brothers, my, well, my brother and my, you know, people around me were always. So when I, my brother's 10 years older than me, so when he was in my garage, always doing weights because that was a time of, you know, everyone was doing weights at that time. Um, well, it was more, it was more popular, let's say. Um, I was always watching him and. If they, we had a pull-up bar, I would always be doing something like L-sit pull-ups or chin-ups. But I didn't know what the word meant or what I was doing. I was just always attracted to the pull-up bar or dips. I, I just found more freedom in, you know, doing doing uh, pull-ups and dips and push-ups at that point. Um, but, yeah, I've been training since I was around about 14, and it was just a mix of different things. So at 14, I was playing other sports, but I was always doing my, you know, without realizing it was just – calisthenics or just pull-ups dips push-ups etc and um yeah i have like I've, i meet some old friends now and then you know from 15 15 years ago they remember me obviously when i was playing football or doing something else and they were like oh i remember in half time he was doing pull-ups hundreds of reps in the half time or after the the, the the actual game you know so i was always like um with other sports i was always doing it And um, yeah, about 14 years old, maybe even maybe even younger than that, maybe 12. I was starting doing something, you know, just moving moving the body, just doing pull-ups. So yeah, about 12, 14 years old, I was doing doing something. That's crazy, but it also shows that the the level that you um, already had and now still have. Um, is something that developed over the years. And I think that's a very important point that everybody thinks of. I can get, a, get to that level in a very short amount of time, but it's actually years of, of time in there. But we got to say, 
of course, there were a lot of years in there which were not as structured as you would probably structure a training today as you just evolved your knowledge probably over the years as you get into into more of it you know more you know what works for you and um what would you give into uh, as a, as an advice at that point to someone who's training nowadays would you say just kill yourself in every training or where, where would you lead the person with that stuff? Okay. So like if, if I think about it, I'm, well, I'm 29 now. Now if I only about five years ago, I was really starting to implement routine based training. Do you know what I mean? Like for only since like 24, 25, I've actually been doing my own programming and training um, in terms of routine base. But if I think about before that, I was just doing anything and whatever I wanted to do. But the difference is I got away with it because it wasn't so, um, you know, like it wasn't hard on my body, let's say, because it was just body weight training. So I could I could essentially do that every day. I wasn't really killing myself. So I, I take that into a account of just like that's a bit l – that's a bit lucky at the, at the end of the day. Okay. That's a bit lucky because the time I was training, there wasn't all these comps and, and all this kind of stuff now, you know, so there, there wasn't a need to put on weight or do it every day. So I was lucky in terms of my basics. I did it for so long, like 10 years of just body weight training. Yeah. Right. There was a, like 10 years of just body weight training where I didn't feel I needed to put on any, you know, additional weight like dips or pull-ups. A matter of fact, I didn't even think of the idea that much because it was so fun just going to the park and doing so many reps and sets. And the thing is with that, I had that base of like 10 years. So what that gave me was, you know, a sense of feeling like I can do two sessions a day, but without killing myself. You know what I mean? You, with doing so much bodyweight training, you don't feel fatigued. You don't feel like you're going to, um, you know, kill yourself your, your joints don't feel as smashed but if i was training nowadays i would you know well if i if i'm if i'm thinking about giving advice to someone else i would say just enjoy the training for like you know get to grips with all the kind of movements and don't worry about weight straight away you know i mean you're eventually going to get there but it's not like needed in the two in like two or three years i don't even think it's nice to do it as, as a fun point of training here and there but it's not like you know you should really take your time because I, I i value my my training to a point now where I, when i look back i think like what's made me still feel healthy after all these years is having that time of 10 years where i did just basics and where my where i didn't kill myself okay so it pays off now as i'm older i don't feel like my joints hurt or i'm you know, constantly injured or, you know, I'm having trouble with this and that, you know. So I would advise just like if you're into calisthenics now, don't get caught up in all the stuff you see because most of the people you see, remember, they advance. They've been doing it for years. And because this guy's doing 50 kilo pull-ups or 100 kilo dips, don't. it doesn't mean you're not going to be able to do it. It just means you take your time doing it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what – You know, that is, I think keeping the basics is very, very crucial. 
I'm, I'm absolutely with you. And I think um, to, we, we have to mention a little bit what is actually the thing that you call basics, as some would say, yeah, but front levers and planches and one-arm pull-ups, this is also uh, bodyweight training. Isn't it hard to the body? And uh, from, from, from what I say, I would say that's definitely hitting the body a little harder um, than usual dips and uh, uh, pull-ups and all that stuff. And I think we definitely have to talk about quality in training. Yeah, I mean, basics is, I think basics is also a way you think as well, not overthinking, you know what I mean? Like the basics is good of movements, but like basics thinking of in towards training as well is also crucial because that, that is essentially what's going to give you longevity. You know, not I'm not saying don't do front lever, but we're talking about calisthenics, we're talking about just pull-ups, dips and push-ups. There are, you know, elements of gymnastics that evolved and came into calisthenics, like front levers and, you know, planches and stuff. And that's, it's great fun. And it's more fun when you have such a great base level. So for me personally, obviously I did like planches and, you know, all the fancy eye candy stuff like, but I never trained for it at a sense. Like I didn't say, right, I'm going to train for a one arm pull up or I'm going to train for this because I had such a good base. You know, I had such a good base of training in terms of my basics. I prioritized my basics for so long. I found those movements quite easy, right? Where other people were training for them. I mean, to, to, to do a planche, it took me, I don't know, a month or two. You know, it wasn't like training where I would dedicate my training. I would just do, I would attempt some after each set. There was no science to the training, okay? So my basics, I would like, I would do them so well that even my, let's say, elements would be really well done as well. Okay, so I wouldn't have to take so much time doing one arm pull-ups and front levers and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think if you if you really concentrate on basics, like let's say if you do, as an example, really good pull-ups, engaging your scapula, etc. Okay, you're more you're more likely to have a better front lever. So when I when I see people who say, Can you teach me a front lever? Can you teach me a muscle up? I don't really, really even care about that kind of stuff. I care about how well are your basics executed in order for you to progress to those movements. Mm -hmm. You know, ev everyone wants to be able to do like front levers and one arm pull-ups, but I say to them, it's not even needed. They're great to do. They're great to do, but don't don't give all your training and your mindset to that and that as your goal, like a, a big goal, because. If, if you're so far away from a front lever and all you're concentrating on the front lever, you're missing the point of training. Do you know what I mean? You're, 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 over, you're overcomplicating your training as well because that obviously that level is too far away from you. If you just concentrate on your basics, then do it. Um, so what I'm saying is instead of saying, I want to do a front lever, why don't you just do front lever tuck pull-ups after each, I don't know, after every day of training? example right it's giving you some base knowledge of the front lever and it's giving you some activation of you know your scapula etc whatever it is and I'm, that's what i'm saying is don't like focus on them big things so much they're going to come naturally if you approach it with your basics correctly would you say that that's a rule that that works for everyone as as an example i'm, I'm a big guy i'm about 100 kg and it will probably take me pretty long to to uh Uh, get it this way 
Would you say that, that that's the best tactics for everyone? The, what about the experience with the people you work with? No, no, it's, that, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm talking from point of view of someone who's just come into calisthenics and, you know, you know, if I'm giving advice to someone who's doing calisthenics for one or two years, for yourself, obviously, where you, you weigh more and you're longer, uh, sorry, you're taller, but it, it also depends on experience of how you, how you approach your training. You know, where, where you are a coach, you understand the, the, the um, kind of point of making like towards it always. You can achieve the front lever, but it's not just your training. Do you see what I'm saying? You're not just doing calisthenics every day. I mean, if you was, then obviously you've got three or four times more of a chance to get it quicker. Of course. But because, you're, because you're, you train at such a variety now, Nick, it's not saying you can't do a front lever, but you're not also addicted to having that as a goal. You know it will come in time and you and you prioritize it when you need to, you know, but it's not like you're just giving every day to it because there's so much more to do apart from just the front lever, you know. So front lever is great and it looks amazing and it just it works amazing for your for your for your body, let's say, okay? But what I'm saying is there's depend on each level. You have to prioritize different things as well. Don't just give yourself to front lever. If you was doing a front lever now, like if you wanted to approach it, Nick, you'd only have to train it like once or twice a week. But just the first thing is, can you prioritize it in your week? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Being able to structure it in your training is going to be hard as well. Of course. You know, so... I, I think it depends on just your, your level, you know, of how, how much you're experiencing your training as well. Absolutely. This is why I'm, I'm asking these questions because um, I think if, if we look at the listener who is in here, we, of course we will have some beginners, but we will definitely, from, from what I know about our listeners, we'll definitely have a lot of people who are already into this um, and, and may have like, five years of experience with training and all that stuff. And lots of, lots of people, especially those who are um, following you, are probably pretty long in the game. And most of them at least know what, what's a hybrid thinking of training because that's, that's actually what you do. You're doing everything from everywhere a little bit. And um, this is why... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking that to, yeah, actually get these people into this and let them know, okay, you can achieve it, even with a very mixed up training, but you have to know it takes longer. And sometimes it's just, is a thing of, you just have to specialize maybe on something a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can like, let's say if you're close to doing a front lever, okay that's fine you know you're 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 close to it you can prioritize it for the next month you know add it more into your training and you're more, most likely going to get it but like if you if you want to get like a planche as well and stuff you have to understand that these movements are really like high level moves that even in gymnastics let's say they're high level so the approach from calisthenics there was a time of calisthenics where front levers were the planche Okay, no one even knew what bloody planche was, you know, at that time. Yeah. And, um, you know, now everyone wants to be able to do, you know, be, like there's, there's like a list of things that people want to be able to do. I want to be able to do one-arm pull-ups, front lever pull-ups, 
um, back lever, um, what are you, muscle up for, to front lever. So there's there's certain things now that are like the, the requirement, okay? Because the levels are getting so so good, like that everyone's been able to do these things. But what I what I say is like, once you've done them, you've got them, but move on to other goals as well. Something you're weak at, okay? So once you've got them maintain them be good at them but don't just do that constantly because you're not really going to be developing anything further on so like an example if you're if you're really good at plants right you're really good at plants i mean like i see some of my friends who can do like 10 rounds of 20 seconds or you know that's ridiculous that's unbelievable right and i always approach them and i say like okay you can do it now what's the next thing and i don't mean like Remember, this for him, it's like stretching, okay? It's like, it's like doing a quad stretch. It's nothing for him. So it doesn't even give him any more benefits. I mean, he's doing 10 rounds of 20, 30 seconds. What's the next goal? What's the next thing you can add on to this in terms of, okay, maybe you're weak at something else. You see what I'm saying? Like me as a guy always training and even now from before to now, I was always concerned about what I was weak at. I never got addicted to doing things I was really good at. Although I could do them, I was always concerned about because it was people I was around. It was people, certain people that I would train with, they wouldn't allow me to do that because they were older and more wiser than me. Okay. They were older and more wiser than me. And they, they humbled me a lot in terms of, you know, what they would say to me front lever don't mean shit in the real world. <laughs> you know, and, and that doesn't, it, it, I know, I know it's kind of weird to say. It's, maybe it don't make sense to people but if i wanted when i was younger if i was going to do a front lever my friend would say okay let's do farmer's walks instead and i was like okay what's that you know so i was taught a lot of movements in terms of my my friends because they were so experienced compared to me you know one or two of my friends are really experienced compared to me um and they're more they're more older than me they're 40 years old so they've had so much experience in training and they they made me more you know, realistic towards my goals and they gave me more of a greater idea towards training. Okay. I just, I just made that a bit more, more interesting for myself. But I was so like now I, I haven't attempted or done a planche or front lever in oh my, two, three years. I haven't done any of that kind of stuff. I, mean, I think that's the, that's the good thing about me. I don't get addicted to doing certain things. I've had a time of doing it and then I let them go because I need to, I feel weak. Thing is with me, I feel weak if I keep doing the same thing. I feel I'm not progressing my, my mind. You see what I'm saying? I'm not. I, if I could still do it, like in terms of having fun and just do like five rounds of 10 seconds front either, I would. But I, I don't even find it fun anymore because I've had my time of doing that and that stage of my training has gone. You know, I can't keep going back to it because if I'm going to feel like I'm addicted to it, but I'm not. I'm, it's, it's, it's sometimes stronger to let go of something. It, when you're at a really good level, it's sometimes better to just let go of that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely understand you. I, I, I think that that's something why we always uh, stayed in touch because I was always like exactly the same like you with that stuff. I mean, lo looking back at it, we had our time doing all this sets and reps stuff. I mean, sure. looking, looking back at the times with the hard hitters, uh, I mean, yeah. I think that, that, that started in, let, let's say, 
kind of started in 2014 and probably end up in 2016, something like that. That there, there was an era of 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 sets and raps where the hard hitters influenced whole Europe, whole the whole world into sets and raps and doing hard training. And from there on, everybody evolved into something else. I mean, I think that was the time when also you guys started doing squats. I remember videos of yeah. you doing 100 kg squats, which, which was yeah. completely ridiculous for most of the calisthenics guys. When, yeah. Yeah. when I look at yeah. that, my girlfriend is squatting that today. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I was um, like, with, with hard hitters, you know what, why it was so powerful? The whole thing was like just an... Um, it was worldwide kind of thing because everyone knew what calisthenics was, but at that time freestyle had taken over. So what hard hitters was, was is just, there was different teams in the UK, like calisthenics crews, let's say. Okay. Like the, the same guys who, who would link up in the park and, you know, have jams, you know, do just go on the bar, you do a set, I do a set. But at that time it was just one of them things. Like it just felt like I, it was one of them days where we was training in the park and I think it was someone like C Mills or Fred from block workout. Someone said, this is a hard hitting style of training, man, because we'd been done it for so long. And, you know, it was a powerful kind of movement because at that time, what creeped in was freestyle. Okay. So freestyle was taken over and, and everyone started realizing, I think there was more of an awareness towards calisthenics at that point of 2014, 2016. There was an awareness of it because freestyle started taking over and people were questioning calisthenics at that point. You know, what is calisthenics now? So hard hitters just, just kind of made it more clear to people the name made it more clear as well. You know, the, it was like guerrilla rituals, hard hitters. It was just the way we were as people. Like we were all about reps and sets. That's what we um, thought was strong. We didn't really care about how many times you can spin over the bar and all this kind of stuff. And that was the new stuff creeping in. So hard hitters was powerful around the world because of the way it, um, because of the way the movement was going around the world. So a lot of people, let's say, were more affected by hard hitters than freestyle at that point. You know, hard hitters was such a big thing. It was just, it was crazy. Absolutely. When I look at it, the, 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 the essence of it was actually looking at calisthenics as a, as a part of strength training. Like, like you see it everywhere else too. It was just a part of it. Um, like if you would do powerlifting or something, that that's just a specializing on something. But in the yeah. end, it's strength training. It's and, strength training, yeah. And that that was actually the message that I got from you guys. Um, what we are doing is calisthenics as strength training, and that that was something um, that was that, that influenced me my, my my whole training life actually, because that that, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to, to do strength training because I wanted to get stronger. And from there on, I never had the, the thinking of I'm not allowed to do anything with weights or stuff like that. So um, I think that, that that was something that we both always did. 
we did weights, we did kettlebell stuff, we did the farmer's yeah. walks, we did the squats, we just implemented yeah. everything that we just wanted to do. Whatever was fun and what evolved around strength. So, 100%. You know, I mean, if you look at, you know, what was an, a main attraction to hard hitters as well is that we all looked like we trained. We all looked like absolute <laughs> gorillas at that point, you know, because it was the amount of, it was the, the amount of volume we could do in a day and not hurt. So that was the kind of benefit of calisthenics was you don't get doms after, you know, when you become at a certain level, you can do it for like three hours a day and you didn't, you know, I mean, you're hitting the whole upper body constantly. And it was like, it wasn't never overloaded to a point. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so the, the fact is as well, like, Hard hitters gave a sense of like, wow, these guys look like they fucking train. I mean, we looked like bodybuilders at that yeah. point, you know, yeah, bodybuilders yeah. who, but you could see there was a genuine side to it because like a lot of people now, like let's say he's a bodybuilder doing pull-ups. You can see they don't really train calisthenics. They're just doing it for the show of things, you know, but you could see these guys actually look like these guys look huge, strong, they know what they're doing, but they're so good on the bar as well. So obviously they genuinely do it. It's not like they're just, you see what I'm saying? I think if you look at hard hitters back then, we just looked like, like not that look is a big thing. It's not, but we, the way we looked was really how we trained. We looked like we really gave everything to our, our training, you know, every day we was, it, our soul was in it, man. It was, and especially, you know, like PNP chamber days, if you look back at some of the videos, we were hitting ridiculous form and execution on calisthenics and, and um, you know, weight back then. But remember, we wasn't even training for, there was no real competitions or there was no, um, I mean, that's just the way we trained. We were training for, a, for something, you see, but there was no programming. We, you know, I would come into the chamber and say to Solo, and then Solo would tell me the next week, you know, we'd tell each other what we're going to do. It was ridiculous. You know, the warm-ups were like, you know, I, I post some of the Instagram um, pictures of the sets and reps we done, and when I look back at it, I really don't know how I did it. I wouldn't be able to do it now. <laughs> the, the important thing is you have to be around certain people to do that, the, the people with the same energy, the, the people with the same passion and love for something, you know. And what really, you know, what really um, stood out for for a lot of people with us, we were just, you know, this is all we really had. This is all we really done. Um, that that was our life. That was our that was our love of training, and it still is. But as we grew, as we get more older and wiser, we realize there's more to life than just doing that. And you know. Another thing I want to say is when I was young, I was about, you know, 20 years old. I could do, you know, as a warm up, you know, when you're young and your joints are fresh, you feel amazing every day. I could jump on the bar and do like one arm pull ups with like five reps as a warm up, you know, and I'd get to a stage and you think, oh, I'm never going to get older and I'm never going to be like, oh, I feel a bit more tired or, you know, you, you think you can always do that. And you get old and you realize you probably can, but there's no point there. There's just like, you've done it. You, there's no, like, there's no benefit after a while. If you've done it, you've done it. Enjoy your training. You know, so now I would, I wouldn't even touch a front lever or one arm pull up. 
you know it's not saying i can't do it i haven't tried but it's just like i would do i get more benefit out of just doing some pull-ups or push-ups nowadays you know my training doesn't evolve around just doing calisthenics but yeah. there was a point when i was younger when it, when we the hard hitters was a thing it was like we could do just ridiculous stuff because of the energy levels around us, you know, the, the energy was insane. There was no ego. Everyone was just strong in their own way. And we were just formed in a, a team of just, uh, you know, uh, hard hitters. It was just, the name was itself, you know, it, it, it represented how we trained and how we were as people. We were just about that life of just training, you know, that's all we had. This reminds me of something that uh, Seth said once, um, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> every, every for all the listeners, the guy who founded Barbarians, the probably yeah. father that's, of that's something. what you call a legend. That's what you call yeah. a legend. Like Zef, Zef has um, a very big impact on. You know, if you if most people don't even know who Zef is, but let me just tell, let me just put it this way. Um, if you do clean. If you th if you say clean form reps and sets, if you say that kind of stuff, that's that's where that's where it kind of originated from. Not like that was the guy who invented it, but that's the guy who who showed the world like this is clean form. And so you know, even us as at that time where we were training, that's who we give respect to because that's someone who inspired us to, you know. It was kind of a mindset. It was kind of like, that's just clean. That's, that's pure. You know? So, um, the we, dog. We always, yeah, the dog is crazy. We, we always, uh, always, uh, think Zeph is someone that is, um, you know, mad inspiring. Absolutely. Uh, he, he said once, um, some people say I'm the best, but what I actually do is, um, I surround myself with those who just allow me to do my best. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's that's the the the, the point. What what was also about hard hitters, and I think you a lot of people who can just who just click on that because you see communities like that everywhere in the world. Um, like we had it in Germany with the with the heavy artillery. I think the French guys had that too. Um, you, you have that everywhere. There's one group yeah. of people who um, who just just surround themselves with people who are very like-minded and just just go mad. And yeah. I, 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 something where I see that very very much, and I say, I think you you will probably say it's <laughs> it's true is um, here in Vienna. Das Gym is probably a place like that because you have so many people like that who are just about training and don't allow you to not give your best. And I think that, that's one of the key things where people just can, yeah, learn from, surround yourself with those. Yeah, I've, I mean, if you look up right now, there's, there's definitely places around the world where, you're, where there's really like known teams like French, like in France, um, in Vienna, there's like calisthenics or just like the, the style of training you do. Like there's definitely not always like a group of people who, who really stand out, you know, but that's not always because they're the strongest because 
like you say, they surround themselves with like-minded people. So it's more like a, you know, it, it becomes less egotistical. It becomes more about just passion, you know, just a love for training. So you can always see that. And that's something what, what definitely hard hitters had, had, um, you could see, you could, you know, like when you watch the videos and stuff, you can definitely see the, the passion and the fire in those videos. I mean, there's no way we'd, we'd do them ridiculous sets and reps without each other. We'd do it with you, you know, together we would do that. We feed off each other's energy, you know? So there's definitely a sense of, you know, if you, if you are a strong team, it's not because you're individually strong all the time. It's because you feed off each other's motivation and, you know, you, you have them training partners. I think training partners are also very important. Um, not so much when you're, when you're at an older stage, of training and a more experienced stage, but definitely when you're younger and you want to prioritize like getting strong, I think being around certain people would definitely bring that out of you. Um, but not in a, not in a bad way either. You know, it would just it really improve your strength. And like I said, as you get older, I don't think you really need that because you get to, there's the, there's a stage of life of, and, and training and just experience where you feel like um, you, that your idea is not to be, so strong but the idea is to now become um you know uh, more like a a sense of i'm having a a better time training but i have more longevity okay you you know you're not going to be able to peak that stage constantly so when you're younger and you have all those people around you and you're at your really strong stage or you're doing ridiculous things just remember you you ain't going to be able to keep that up forever hopefully you do but most likely, it's it's also to do with energies around you. You know, some people will go out of that room, and uh, people move on with their lives. And you're if you're still training, you ain't gonna be able to push yourself to that extent all the time. So it's a natural thing that happens. Absolutely, and that that that's absolutely something where what people always miss. That from what I see, because um. When, when people come into um, our team, as an example, with barbell coaching, um, they, what, what they absolutely love is, is, is the energy and the, the feeling they get with the, with, the, with the team. Because even if they are not in the same place, everybody's supporting each other very, very hard. And this is yeah. something that I took, actually, from, from, from uh, hard hitters myself. And we all already had that also in in Wetzlar. Uh, if you if you remember that, there was stuff we learned that from you guys that this energy is so important, and you you either create it or not. And this is something you you just can't do that with everyone. Not everyone is with this mindset, you know, when you want to create it. But once you have a group of people who are like that, you can bring in more people who take the flame into their heart and bring it out into the world. And I think that was something that you guys did very, very well with the hard hitters, which was a massively important act that you did. As um, I think when, when you did all this hard hitter stuff. That was a big flame in UK. And it was something where people took the fire from and took it into their hearts. And it, it took over uh, the whole world. 
And that, that was something, um, I'm, I'm still thankful for that. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are going to be, like, when you train, you are going to get people who don't really depend on having a team, you know. They, they feel more comfortable within themselves training. And that's a really good way to be as well um, because then you don't depend on a lot of people. And sometimes when you, when you have a group of people, like I said before, and let's imagine you're used to training all the time. You're used to having that energy and fire around you all the time, okay. You're used to resting a certain amount of time because of this guy's going in. You know, you're going to get them few occasions where there's no one left. It's just you. And it's going to be your own fire, how much you can just, you know, pull out for yourself. But I definitely felt that, um, you know, like hard hitters definitely did give more of a community um, kind of like, I wouldn't even say community. It just gave more of um, a team effort kind of thing. You know, it, it was a team thing. It was like we weren't known individually to be like that that strong. It was just if I went, you know, when I came to Wetzlar, okay, I felt like there was like a, it's like a family of people, you know, like training. It's like, it's got this kind of genuine love and fire in there, you know, and, and that's what hard hitters was. It was, there was no ego between or any kind of anything bad between anyone. It was just, you do a set and I do a set and we just go hard. And that was it. It was nothing more. It's very simplified way of thinking and training. It was just like put it all in and then go home and come back again and do it. But remember, it's not gonna. You can't always do that. That's just a. That was just a time of training, you know, where everyone hit a hit a good level, and that, that's all it was. Hundred percent. I'm totally with you. At that point. <laughs> yeah, man. So. Um, Looking, looking at at um, what what happened to all this this passion and all that. Everybody who is into this reps and sets thing is most of the time people are very sad that the hard hitters are not really there anymore. But all of you still train. That's something that everybody seems to forget. Everybody of you still still trains, except Sai, I think. <laughs> I think Sai just. Uh, I think Sai maybe. Shout out. Yeah, I think Sai trains, but he's. Um, I think he. Some. I think just family and stuff, life taken over, but um, it happens to all of us. But um, no, uh, uh, hard hitters is more of a. You know, we we still exist in terms of. Um, we even talk sometimes like, should we do one classic video? Should we come back to the chamber and just be all fat, older guys now and just try to do muscle ups? You know, but. Uh, it, it still exists. It, it's still, it's still, um, it exists in is in this weird, in its own weird way. It's not like we have to link up to be hard hitters for everyone to still know hard hitters. That's how you know it's still alive, kind of thing. You know, it's like it never ends. Like whoever wants to be a hard hitter can, but you've got to prove at the end of the day as well. You've got to show something quite extraordinary on the bar. You know, you to be a hard hitter, it was just like you have to have something quite spectacular on the bar. You have to be, the, the name itself, you have to hit that bar quite hard, man. And um, I think hard hitters really is, um, obviously we don't, we don't train now. We all train individually, okay? So we all do our own things. And, you know, we have different lives now. We're not as young and wild as we used to be, you know, training 
every day and, and meeting up and traveling so long to see each other and go crazy. And, you know, because as we get older, obviously life takes over, everyone's got different priorities in life, but we all still train individually, but we don't, um, I mean, we, I think that the name to give us now is probably, um, soft hitters, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, uh, I mean, we train, like I train still, but I'm not like hitting the bar hard, you know, I'm doing like 50 pull-ups a week or something, you know, it's just, it's just maintaining. It's not, I'm, I'm really enjoying my training at the moment, but it's nothing like, it's nothing hard hit a level. And it's, uh, maybe it's hard hit a level in a different sense. It's a variety of training. I'm, I'm doing more vari- variety of training, but hard hitters is still alive, man. People need to realize hard hitters is like a style of training. So if you're, if you're hitting the bar hard and you're quite, quite good you're a hard hitter man that's it i think i think we can uh, just bring up a challenge right here if you are listening to this and <laughs> you you you, you want to keep the flame alive just just give the strength and skills podcast a tag give brunch a tag and show us a hard-hitting set that would be great i would love to see that yeah man we could do it we should see uh We should do like a where they dial in and show us a hard hitting set, and we would say if it's a good one or not a good one. You you just get a comment from Ranj approved or not, <laughs> and you know he's honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. I think hard hitters showed a um, there was personality behind everyone's set and rep. Yeah, yeah. you see what I'm saying. There was like a. You know, that's why it was powerful because it really it was genuine how we were as people like it really that's what my that well i know i'm going off topic but this was my rant the other day it it's about personality you have to show your personality on the bar if you do calisthenics but i don't now you know but when when people look back at our sets and reps you see personality you see you see that passion you see that genuine side of love to to training you know And what I see now is just the lack of it because everyone trying to copy. I see people copying my old like sets and reps, like exactly the same, the one arm pull up to a muscle up to a planche on top of that. And, da, da. and I'm not saying that's bad. It's good to have inspiration, but you've got to bring something new to the table as well. You know, you've got to, you've got to show your, your personality on the bar, you know, and that's what hard hit has really showed. It was like personality. You could see, You could see it, man, on the bar. If someone was doing reps and sets, you could see, wow, man, that's the way they are as people. Like, they just, yeah. you know. That's what I always say. You do it nice and clean and technique compared to just being wacky and fraying yourself over the bar. It's, it's two different styles, you know. And you can always go from wacky to being clean. It just takes a process. It's a, you know, experience of time and effort with training. Everyone starts there. Yeah, and I think that, that that's a very important point right here, that everybody thinks of, yeah, I, I got to be that strong to be a hard hitter um, and to, to hit the bar as hard as that. But actually, when, when, when I looked at the videos at that time, I tried to be like that and I didn't, I was not able to, to do that, but I was hitting the bar hard. You know, that, that, was, that was very important. I think that that's the message that people should understand. It's it's more about the passion and the effort you put into your training 
Yes. Then about the hardest set ever. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Um, you know, if if you think about it, back then we was that good. Think of how long we was doing our basics. Because if you see that period of where we was doing weighted stuff, we didn't even know what the hell we was doing. We were just so good at body weight that if we put on weight, it looked the same. That's how much time and effort we had put into our training. So it's not about hard hitters. Wasn't about a obviously hard hitters was in general. It was the team. Okay, there was a certain few people who were known as hard hitters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but anyone it, it, hard hitters was just the mentality of training. If you whatever level you are, just get on the bar. Try to do it as clean as you can. No one's going to judge you if it's bad or not. But it's the effort. It's the passion you put into that with when you're doing the reps and sets. You know. Yeah, that's it. Because we weren't the type of sometimes that we well we weren't the type of people to like if someone jumps on the bar we start screaming at them you know so let's say I jump on the bar in the videos you will see probably like Solo and Theo and Fred or whoever Mills uh, screaming at me Lee whoever it is okay but there were certain times where we would train and there was just silence you know it just shows how. You don't always need that someone to be screaming at you to to make you feel that much more better. You saw what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't always need to. So we just had that. Um, you know, there was a genuine side to our training. There was like whether or not you class it as training, I don't know, man. It was just wild. That's all I can say. It was wild. It was there was no method to the madness. It was just wild. They would we would come in and you know and. There would be certain people who were beginners who would come into the, the gym as well sometimes. And obviously they feel a bit more in a certain way because they see us doing this crazy reps and sets and they feel maybe they can't do it, but they have to take into account how long we've been training. You know, yeah. it was very, if you, even if you look at some of the videos, you don't see, it doesn't look hard to us. It didn't look like we were struggling. It doesn't look like we were killing ourselves to the point. Does it make sense? Yeah. It, it was like it was just flawless movements, and I think a lot of people inspire to to. Well, yeah, they try to get to that level. Okay, they try to they're trying to get to that level, but what they don't realize is that is really all we had in our lives. That was that is all we fed off. That is that was our that's what we thought was our purpose. Obviously, we weren't getting paid. We had our regular jobs on the side, and you know we was doing whatever we was doing. Okay, but it was just the way we were training, and there was no method. It was just going to the gym and go crazy. Hard hitters was a thing of you know, if someone comes into the gym, we wouldn't judge you on how clean your form is, but how much more passion you put into it. We could always identify someone's passion as soon as you as soon as you come into the gym and show me three sixties or something. You ain't about that business of what we were doing, so we couldn't class you as strong. See, the thing is that hard hitters is someone would say those guys are strong there's a the key word is strong now calisthenics i can't say that many people are strong because people do it for the wrong reasons yeah yeah, yeah. You know? i think that's that's the difference what, what what most people might not understand nowadays as when i you know i'm i'm, I'm here in vienna and we have lots of very let's say young guys in the sport here And for me, it's always, <laughs> I'm not too old in the game, but I feel like an old dog. When You when are, I, you are old. Yeah, you've got a lot of experience. I, I, when I talk to them, 
is completely different what they think of the training as what I think of training. You know, yeah. for me, I, I'm the same about being strong, but for them, it's most of the time they it's more about showing. I, I don't want to be rude at that point, but it's most of the time of showing somebody I'm strong, but not to be strong. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree because um, the the key thing is like calisthenics. Like when when I was training it, and it's not even that long ago. I'm not I'm not saying I was training it like fucking twenty years ago or something. You know, but just like let's say six or seven years ago, let's say okay. Um, the difference was it was like when when we would jump on the bar and do a set, it wasn't like there was ego behind it and ego sometimes is good if you're good at something, you know, we, we had a little bit of ego, but it wasn't like, look at me, I'm the best, I'm doing this, you know, and that's, that's, that's one of the, you know, main reasons why I was always training like a variety of training because I, the thing is with me, I, I always feel weak and that's not a bad thing. It's not a, that's not a bad mindset to feel, but I always know like I know I can train other things as well so the thing is with calisthenics sometimes you get to a level where you think you're really good but then when you see you know it's not about comparing people but when you see someone else doing something completely different and they train different you realize man I've been dedicating my time to this and this guy is doing this I want to be able to do that as well with this you see and um Variety is definitely a, a key to have in training. When you just do calisthenics, you can think you're really good, and you are, but you're very weak in other areas of training as well. Yeah. So calisthenics is is an addictive thing. It happens. It becomes like a drug. You you become addicted to it because there's so many benefits. There's so many benefits of calisthenics. You know, like the people say, you in your own convenience. You don't have to rely on that much equipment. You. One of the main things is as well, you don't feel like you've worked hard. It could be a benefit and, and more of like a, I don't know, it could be a bad thing as well, let's say, because some people take it the wrong way. So when I was training, you could train, I could train for hours, wake up the next day and go again for hours. I would never feel like it was enough, okay, in terms for my body, how I felt. Like I wouldn't feel like I'm sore, I'm not, yeah. But I had a different mindset to it. I was like, all right, I've done calisthenics this day. I'll go do something else the next day. So calisthenics sometimes breeds this mentality of like, that's all there is to training. You know, there, there is just calisthenics. The weights are not good and this is not good. It's just body weight only and all this. And we all go through that kind of a mindset that we all go through that stage of training. But like variety is definitely always pulled back to variety. Any conversation pulls back to variety because that's what people lack nowadays. It's just variety of training is, is so crucial. Especially when it comes up to, to, uh, you want to want to do this for long. You gotta have some variety because let, let's say you're just doing calisthenics and just body weight training then next time you have to help a friend move the, the classic yeah. thing. And you're just yeah. not able to take this cupboard and put it somewhere because 
you were not ready for that. And that's something I, I'm, I'm, I always thought about stuff like that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I always made friends. I mean, I don't know if you remember Falk, my friend. Um, maybe, maybe you remember, but, um, we always th said, yeah, we want to be ready for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone says that. Everyone always says that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we actually did that, you know? And yeah, I think yeah. you did that too because we are yeah, yeah. doing all the variety. If you put me on some, some too heavy stuff and I, uh, too, too heavy things that I have to grab with my hands and I have to run with that, I'm able to do that, you know? Yes, yes. I still, I still can do my, my pull-ups, my muscle-ups and all that stuff, you know? I'm able to run through walls if i need to if you just i don't want to be oh, i don't want to offend someone about it if you just do one thing in life you're probably not able to do that that's exactly what i said about the the gym you know like if you're if you're doing calisthenics and you see someone else do something else sometimes the person does feel weak you know because they realize they've they've given too much time to one thing so for me I got away with this. I was very lucky because like I said, the time of like, if I think about where, what time of like I was training, like when I was like 12 or 14 to around about 2021, I was doing a variety of training, but a lot of calisthenics. Okay. But my calisthenics wasn't, it, it wasn't to a point where I would put on weight. And I know, and you know, I talk about that a lot because that that really helped me be healthy now. Even when I have, you know, I don't train as much calisthenics. Most likely, when someone does something for so long and then they stop doing it, they get all this, you know, they don't get the benefits of it. They get all the aches and pains. I don't get any of that. So I really put that down to having a variety of training and having a different mindset when I was younger. I mean, I would I would always argue with calisthenics guys in the UK. You know, I, I would always argue or even people who I met, you know, around the world, I would always say, and not in an egotistical way or in a bad way, but I always try to make them understand, okay, you can do this, but can you do this and this and this, you know, can you do a lot of different factors of training? So that's how I also train my clients. Like I said, I train them to a point of realizing like, if you're in the gym and you train a certain way and your friend comes to you and says, well, let's train this. I want you to be able to say, okay, let's do it. Not, oh, I don't train that. You see what I mean? There's like a little bit of everything we train. So it becomes more fun and then you don't get addicted to certain things. And most of my clients are pulling off front levers, you know, handstand push-ups, clean form, like really good stuff, like muscle up so clean and, and we hardly train it. And it's just from the like, more of a sense of having variety gives you less pressure. And then you, you can sometimes perform things even better. Yeah, because when you, when you do the other things, I mean, let, let's say when you do front levers and you just focus only on front levers, you probably achieve them pretty fast. But on yeah. the other hand, you're just not able to do anything else at that time. And the, the thing with that is um, what, what, what we have to say, it is absolutely okay to focus for a few years on something as we, we got to say what we are talking about right now is we are training for the whole life. What we want to do is use starting at a very young age and being able to do that when you're old. And 
you have all the time in the world and every time when you just focus on one thing that's okayish if if you want to do that that's okay i mean i had a podcast with uh one one handstand guy the other day yeah and and he's completely into that and i'm okay with that because he wants to specialize just on handstands and one arm handstands and stuff like that that's okayish to me and that that's one variety of all this stuff but what what we are talking about right now is We want to be the strongest version of ourselves. How classy this saying is. Yeah, everybody's talking, I want to be the, the, the strongest version of myself. But nobody does it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think with doing that, you've, you've got to have a, you know, you need to be at a level mentally because you're going to realize you, to, to, in order for you to get to that point, you have to sacrifice all the things you think you like as well. So if you're addicted to certain things, you need to be able to, throw them away sometimes so that was always one of the things that i was good at is i never get addicted to something like if i'm if i'm if i feel i've conquered my goal in it i don't do it anymore but there was a certain point where i achieved my 10 rep max muscle up it was at 16 i always wanted to have it about 16 to 20 kilo i got to 16 and i was like All right game over finished see you later throw that away so it you know because Like when I go to a gym and like like how you're saying about the longevity, I, I like to talk to different people in the gym, okay? So if some if there's a young guy doing like 200 kilo deadlifts for five to 10 reps, whatever the rep, whatever is the set and he's strong, I really don't care. I go and approach the, you know, people who look around about 40 to 50 years old and can still squat 100 kilo. I find that impressive. I find that really impressive because... He's obviously made so many mistakes. I can learn a lot off him. For in, like, I want to be at that level when I'm older, you know what I mean? Even yeah. be able to squat 100 kilo at 40 or 50 years old is great. That's amazing. That's an amazing feat of strength to maintain, you know? And in order for him to do that, he must have done so many great things and more good things and bad things and understood his training. So it really doesn't matter about how good you are now. Like if I see, like I said, if I see someone in the gym and they're like young and they, they're really explosive training, I care about how are you going to be able to maintain this till you're that old? Because if you love training so much, imagine the day where you body's broken down and you're not going to be able to train. How are you going to be able to deal with it? So I always try to, you see me, I'm not always giving the information. I'm always understanding and I'm always trying to receive information from people who are older than me. And like I said, I, I trained with very good people who are, you know, older than me. Yeah. So I was always thinking like them, you know, I wasn't thinking about what I'm good at. They were always saying, Rand, you're good at it. Who gives a shit? Now move on to the next thing. That's it. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't ever addicted to something. Although I was good at certain things, I was never addicted. So that's what I see now is like a lot of like the level that I was good at is probably the average. Now, a lot of people are way better at it, but, The difference is with maturity of experience and just age, you learn that these are not the most important things. Doing this at your best stage is not the most important. There's a stage where you become good, you realize you can progress, but you can also maintain over a very long period of time without getting injured and having issues in life. And, you know, there's going to be things thrown at you you need to be able to deal with, but still prioritize your training. 100%. When I was young, all I thought about was training. 
you know, all I thought about was training. But I was lucky to a point where if I thought about training, it was only in my hour or two of training. When I finished the training, I wouldn't go home thinking about training. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep thinking, have I done enough? So that's where I was very lucky because I had people around me, you know, there's only, I, when I mean people, I mean like one or two people that are very, you know, like they, they benefited my, my training so much because as I got older, I realized the lessons they taught me. It wasn't about being addicted to certain things. Let go of things. When you're good at them, let go of it. If you, you know, if you want to go back to it, it doesn't mean you're going to be at that level, but you can still do it. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't need to be at that level all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely okay. And this, and this is still something. If you want to do something and you want to go to a certain level on something, that's absolutely okay. Do that. And it's important to do that because if you really want to be good at something, you've got to put some time into that. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's exactly the thing that I do right now um, as, you know, I, I, as an example, I had my, my, my sets and reps time with all yeah. the heavy artillery, artillery stuff, you know, and then I also had my kettlebell time. If you remember that, I had my kettlebell time when I just achieved a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I was, I think I was the first guy in Germany who did 48 kg uh, Turkish get up for five times at, at, On, in a row on one side, you know, and, and I just, I, I cut it off. I don't do it anymore. I, I know I can get that level pretty fast again if I want to. And I remember there was a, you know, when you came to UK with your girlfriend, this was like, I think four years ago when you came to the gym, uh, uh, we, we said, we're going to squat. We, okay, let's do that. And, and then I said, okay, Nick, take us for a warm up. You done animal flow. You see, yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm very open to many methods of training. So when people think I'm like some sort of militant towards calisthenics and reps and sets only, it's not that I'm saying don't do it. I'm saying where's the variety of training? Where's the freedom? Where's the, you know, where's the whole package? Yeah. I remember when you showed me animal flow, I knew what animal flow was, but when I'd done it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And you know, it's it's just, a, it was a part of it. And we, yeah, we, just, we just did it. And, and I mean, look how strange that is. We did animal flow, then back squats, then pull-ups. <laughs> it, it was just nice to do something different, you know. It's because I come from that mindset, you know, of training. Like, if someone says, let's do this warm-up, okay, let's do it. I'm not going to say, no, you do that, and I'm going to do something else. I'm very open to many things of training, you know. Uh, I'm not... You know, you, you know we, we did this animal flow stuff, then we did the back squats, we did some yeah. pull-ups and muscle-ups, and then yeah, we yeah. also pulled this sledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all this stuff. I mean, it was just fun. Do you see what I'm saying? We didn't have routine. We just went by the day. But the thing is, having like-minded people around you who are not always going to question something in terms of if there's a certain warm-up, oh, why are we doing this? Like, I already know the importance of it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I already know. If this is something I've not done, then I'm probably missing out. I need to fucking know what this is as well. Yeah. But it becomes with not having your own specialized warm-ups and specialized this and, you know, you have to be more open-minded to training. 100%. I know, you know, there are things in my warm-up that I know I have to do them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, like everybody has these things, but feel free to add on some more stuff. It's yeah, always yeah. good. It's always good. Yeah. And the yeah. next 
thing that that comes up it's also okay because um, the 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 listener might misunderstand that it's absolutely okay if you specialize on something but be in the mindset that you know okay i'm i'm going to specialize on something but this is not my specializing on maybe let's say uh, like in my case right now yeah i'm i'm very much into weighted calisthenics right now you know yeah. I'm, I'm, this is what I do now for probably the next few years, probably uh, maybe maybe some more years. But I know this is not what I'm going to be specialized only into for the next 40 years. And that's the point what most people don't uh, understand, that my life about training is not only right now, it's I'm thinking very far forward into the direction of where I'm going to be when I'm, when I'm 40. And I want to be able, I, I want to be able to jump into pretty much every sport and being able to do that. Yeah, man. Um, because that, that's different though at the same time, because pull-ups and dips and push-ups, you have so much variety of doing every kind of style or technique. But then when you say, when, when someone says they specialize at handstand, well, then you just, there's only that one thing you do. You see, there's not that much variety. Okay, you do a one arm or, or two hands. I mean, then you do P-bars, you do floor. There's not that much, you know, do you see what I mean? The, the patterns are all kind of the same. They're similar kind of things. So when it comes to pull-ups and push-ups, you can specialize that for the next two or three years because there's competitions, there's levels you want to excel and stuff like that. So that's good. But when it's correct when you say, like, if you specialize in handstands or even planche, then it's a very... It's a very, um, I think it's a strange mindset to just say you're going to do an isometric and do that for a long time. So the, there's no difference of me saying I'm just going to hold a bodyweight squat in the bottom every day for five rounds of 30 seconds. And that's my training. Yeah, you know, when, when, you, when, when I talk to, to uh, his name is Ulrich, um, he has certain stuff that he wants to be able to do in the one-arm handstand, like one-arm handstand presses and all that stuff, you know, like, like the artistic part of it. And I absolutely get that because the, the thing with that is what, what, what we may uh, forget here is we are completely into this pull-up stuff. We know how much variety we can bring into that but we are not so much into the handstands and they have so much variety. I didn't even know about it, but <laughs> they do have it. And uh, I'm, every time when you dive into a new world, you get to know a lot about it. And that's actually the thing, what I absolutely love about it, because I love to learn about it. It's not that I, I have to do a one-arm handstand in my own life, but I love yeah. to dive a little bit into, into, into that, that kind of culture that I see there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how they do stuff, how much, and, and, and there are some, some things that I, I learned in every kind of sports culture, and it's always mindset and passion and always quality of movement. That's the thing everybody tells you everywhere. Yeah, um, like you could look at that. That's the same as like um, calisthenics now, like let's say freestyle. Um, that's more like, for me, I, I view that as more like parkour. And then you have more like elements, which is more the artistic. Then you have reps, which is more of the 
um, strength. Yes. Although they all, although they all have a part of strength, I mean, like you know, strength and power or something. You know, it's a different. There's different forms of it, but I've always enjoyed just, you know, because I do handstands or did handstands, but I didn't, I didn't train to do them like fully straight or clean to the, you know, to the artistic level of the head through, and I just did how I enjoyed it. But it gave me a sense of doing still calisthenics in terms of like i'll still be pushing with it or you know it wasn't really concerned about one arm stuff or yeah, yeah, yeah you know so there's different there's different styles of training there's definitely the artistic styles and stuff but it never appealed to me because i was never doing anything for show yeah, you see what I'm i was never doing anything for I was, i'm not a showman of training i just uh, I, I'm just uh, I just love training in terms of I, the feeling of training it, it gives me um, I, I know like if I was in artistic form it's not something that appeals to me because I don't feel like I've done anything you know doing a hold or something doesn't appeal to me because I don't feel like I've, I've achieved anything by doing a hold yeah. that's what I'm trying to say when I do the more of the strength and power training it just for me for my personality the way i am i feel like i've achieved something for the day or i've i've given some sort of energy to to yeah. it you know what i mean and there's different personalities that go with training 100 percent. there's just um depends what you feel but it's also like we said it's, it's good to conquer and you know uh, train some sort of weaknesses so let's say if you're if you love artistic form of training and how it looks and how precise and the execution of it sometimes it's good to go and train with someone who doesn't give a shit about that and train something completely different and then you get a you get a sense of how weak you are at something else you know and yeah. that's where that's where you actually become better at something is when you when you actually start realizing there's people who are doing different stuff but they can equally do something like what you're doing at a good standard so if you specialize at handstands and you become just handstand specialist, um, this guy can also do this, 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 and he does a little bit of handstand. So his variety of training is better for him because he's not addicted to something. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not just doing that one thing constantly. And when you do one thing constantly, it becomes less training. It becomes more addiction. Yeah. Some sometimes let's say if you're good at something, if you become so good at it, you need to also realize you your training doesn't really depend on it now. You don't depend on it that much anymore. You've you've conquered them goals, but it's not like you can't train something else. You can still train it, but make sure you do something else in the day as well. So if you're gonna do hand if you're doing like unbelievable handstands, one arm handstands, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying in the week, make sure now you add something completely different to training. So you can do handstands with, you have another goal that you've hit. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 got, I got you. I think there's different um, things. What, what, what comes in there is something where, where two worlds may collide a little bit as you and me, we are very much about, we want to be the strongest version of ourselves. <laughs> the, the more they collide, the better. Exactly. And the other world is, I want to be the best version of myself in this one thing. And that's, yeah. from, I've got to say, that's okay for me. Everybody can, can choose. 
Um, and what, what I love about it is whatever passion you have, you have the passion. And that's where you get my respect for that. Because I love people who are completely into this. And this is something that we all have similar in this case, because we are absolutely passionate about a, a specific thing. It could also be that someone comes up and he's completely into playing chess, whatever it is. And, and, but he has the passion and we probably going to click with, uh, with each other because yep. I have the passion for what I do and you have the passion for what you do. And I think the most important part in here is that people need to understand that this is, for me, what I say, this is my essence of life, to have a passion for something and completely going into it. Yeah, man, 100%. I think anyone who's definitely got the passion, you're, re you're, already, um, you're already doing something good because you found something you really enjoy and give your life to, okay? But it doesn't need to kill you as well. That, it that's doesn't, a very important one. It doesn't need to kill you as well. So this is what I'm saying. Passion can sometimes lead to addiction to it as well. You know, being addicted to something specific like then that's that takes me back to the one rm thing i was talking about with my run okay yeah what i was saying with that is one rm is great training okay and um it's great for competitions it's great in general but what i see now is like it's gonna breed this mindset of it's never gonna be enough it becomes so addictive You know, I've never suffered from that, but I know people who suffer from that and broke their body down completely. When I used to tell them to stop now and relax and do something different, you know, don't keep ch chasing the same goal because the levels are getting ridiculous. Like, do you remember there was obviously a point of like, because I, I haven't been even deadlifting that long, okay? Not, not in terms of um, routinely deadlifting. I always, always used to do a little bit, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just lifting the bar because I love variety but let's look at deadlift as an example there was a time of um 300 kilo being insane mm -hmm. and then it was you know now, now you can see most powerlifters do 300 kilo deadlifts and now the next one is 400 then the next well the, the the huge one at the moment obviously is the 500 only one or three or two people done it okay whatever but 400 is ridiculous so and that's the same as like calisthenics now like a hundred kilo pull up is okay. Forget that a hundred kilo dip and having a 70 kilo pull up is insane. It's unbelievable. No matter what weight category you do, weight is weight. That is fucking ridiculous. Putting on a hundred kilo on a belt and dipping it for one rep is an unbelievable level to achieve. Awesome. Doing a 70 kilo, even, even for me, I'd say even a 50 kilo pull up is unbelievable. And a 70 kilo dip, I, I think that's a tremendous level. Okay, and what I meant by all this kind of stuff, it's going to breed this mentality of it never becomes enough of um, of weight. Okay, because let's say the guy has a hundred kilo dip, next year he wants one ten. Okay, but he also needs to realize that he's not going to be doing this for that long, for like ten, fifteen years doing a hundred kilo dips. Maybe he can, hopefully he can, but most likely doing this kind of level is just absolutely ridiculous. Like on the joints. Okay, calisthenics is body weight training, and when you add tremendous amounts of weight, you know it's giving you a different. It's giving you a. 
I mean, you're not going to be able to completely do this for a very long time. And one thing I, I, you know, I was happy for is that I did obviously this kind of heavy weight, but not to the extreme levels people do now, but I was satisfied. The thing is I was satisfied with my level where, where it's enough for me, not for anyone else. Anyone could say, oh, maybe you could have done 10 kilo more. That's why I'm healthy now is because I knew when to stop and doing it, you know, and maybe people don't feel they've peaked their level. But what I'm saying is, like 100 kilo dip is insane. Don't always chase the one RM because then it's sometimes it's going to feel like an addiction, like it's never enough for you. Like you're never satisfied. You're never happy with the level because you know you can do more. And in time, you can do more, but it's not going to be, you know, like over the next one or two years. Don't chase it for that long. You know, really prioritize your training in terms of, you know, get a really good routine where you don't feel, you know, like you're killing yourself. If you're doing one RM training, you need to prioritize you know, different methods of training as well to get better. And, you know, with the competitions and stuff, I just think it's going to be very enhanced soon. I think a lot of people do take enhancements now. I think a lot of people do take, not even in one RM competitions, but I'm saying people who you see on Instagram doing like ridiculous weights and stuff. I do. I think a lot of people do take enhancements, and um, and I think a lot of people take enhancements at a lower level. I think that's creeping into calisthenics. I think that's creeping in naturally into calisthenics, um, and and that that could be a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not sure, but I'm saying from what what I know is, uh, you know, for me, what calisthenics was where I started to what it is now is is kind of different. Well, obviously, they're not even doing calisthenics. It's called street lifting now. Okay, but um, and don't get me wrong; these guys are unbelievably strong, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But I think there needs to be a time where you are content in your training as well, and become a bit more wiser, and realize, um, you know, you don't need to um, go as hard as you did when you're young to to achieve great levels again. Great levels can also include when you get to an older age of just maintaining a level, as we discussed before. You know, that's a great level to be. You know. And one RM training can sometimes just give too much um, effort to, to, you know, being heavyweight, heavyweight, heavyweight mindset, you know, because most of the guys, some of them don't even have good programming. They just go to the, you know, training every week and attempt like 80, 90% of one RM, like one RM. And they think that's how you get better. I, I think that that's, that's a very important one here. Um, two, two things right here, because I'm, I'm very into this right now. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can talk directly out of it um, and giving that view. Um, for me, myself, I'm, I'm, I'm competing. I'm going to compete in about five weeks or something. And yeah. um, I've got to say something that, that really changed everything for me was really thinking about it as, a, as something Nick, you're not gonna, gonna, you, you don't need to kill yourself in order to, to do this. Take the competition as something where you test yourself. Did you got yeah. better last year? And that, that's, that, that was really a very important one for me. Of course, I'm, I'm one, I'm someone who's, who's going to be top three in my, in my weight class. So yeah. of course I would, I would love to win that. I would love to, to, to be top three, you know? Um, yeah. of course I do. Yeah. Because I'm on, on the other hand, of course I'm a sportsman. 
I love to do that. Everybody likes to do, to be that. It starts in the school when you have to sprint the first time and you want to be faster than the other classmates. You know, <laughs> it starts yeah. like that. Um, and, and it's okay to have that. But the point where I'm 100% agreeing with you is the, the point where it, it starts to be an addiction and you start questioning yourself if you don't achieve something. And that's yeah. something, it kills you. And in the end, it should be something that you enjoy. Training is something you enjoy, what you have passion for. And yeah. it's not that I want to talk you out of uh, 1am or something. If that's what you are passionate about, it's completely no, no. okay. And it, you, you got to do it if that's your passion. And um, the thing with that is what you need to understand or, uh, in, in, in order to do this forever Probably, hopefully, yeah. I, I, I would, I would actually, I would love to see later on a master's class where we have like 50 or 60 years old guys doing weighted dips and pull-ups. I would love to see that. That would be yeah, great. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. it's just 20 kg or something, that that would be yeah. great. I would love to see that. And um, the, the the thing here is, this will only happen if you don't smack yourself into the ground and. So this this only works if you don't addict yourself to something. You should enjoy. And that's the most important thing for me that changed everything because I still I still are a little bit of competitive in my mind, but I also know if I'm not at least I beat myself from the last year yeah, already yeah, yeah. in training and for yeah. me it's very important to always have progress in training. You know, even if, if I switch up training, as I already said, I came from sets and reps. I did my kettlebell stuff. I, I did all this stuff, but I always progressed somewhere as you are doing. You did yeah. all that stuff and you are doing your stuff now. And this is kind of a progress just in a, into another direction. And that's absolutely okay. Um, the thing what people need to understand is training is passion. And yeah. You, you gotta enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's not it's not like you shouldn't feel angry after I know like a competition because I see people remember I've I judged your competition I've judged so many competitions, whether it be freestyle reps and sets in different countries, here, there, wherever. And you know, I always speak to the athletes after and I always ask them like, are you satisfied with your with your result? And because um, I'm always satisfied, I'm like, wow, these guys are crazy. To get there and compete is, a, is an amazing level because that depends on personality. Me, I haven't got the personality to complete, uh, compete. I'm, I'm not a competitive person in general. That's just the way I am. Although I did compete in freestyles and stuff like that, that was freestyle. You know, that was just about how uh, crazy you could uh, go on the bar. But for some other people, it was about how much you danced and flipped over the bar. So when I asked the people now, you know, when, whenever I competed, I was like, you know, are you satisfied? Most of them are not. They don't seem as happy. Um, and that's sometimes a bad thing to see because they're never satisfied with that level they achieved. That's what I was saying. Like even doing it, you know, because the, the, the levels are getting ridiculous. Like the, the levels are so strong. I, I, I think, uh, you know, as I said, I think like a, an amazing level, just a really strong level, is probably like a 70 to 80 kilo dip and a 50 kilo pull up. I don't see, I don't see that being as a weak level. I think that's an amazing level. I think where everyone is going beyond that is like extraordinary levels. Like not even you, that's just like 
crazy out of this world level. So just what I'm saying, like um, I, when I speak to them, people sometimes that they don't seem as satisfied, and I always think just remember this is a this is a time of your training you should really enjoy because you're peaking your levels and you're as strong as you can be. But there's a different side to training as well. There's going to be a side where you're more mature in terms of you know you're young and wild. You've got all the strength now. And um, there's going to be a side to training. Maybe, you know, things come in life and, you know, you're going to have other obstacles where you can't do this kind of stuff. So you need to also have different things with training that keep your enjoyment. Don't get just addicted to training, you know, because let's imagine you have a car crash and you can't fucking move your body. How is your mind going to be able to accept what's happened and how are you going to be able to carry on living give your life to training but also don't depend on it so much you know should have other enjoyments and you know sometimes it's hot it's bad to see some people where you know they don't feel satisfied with their training because they didn't achieve their goal you have a long time to achieve your goals don't rush it you know don't don't think it's an overnight thing even though you dip in 100 kilos do another thing remember you've got to stay healthy you've got to be able to keep this body as healthy as you can, your mind especially, in order for you to even go beyond that level. It depends with how you think and how you approach your training. Um, and for me, one thing, like I said, is that I, I, I was training at a time where I don't think there was that many competitions of 1RM. I don't think there was. The most I had ever, ever hit was like a three sets of three at 100 kilo dip. And for a lot of people now, that's easy, okay? A lot of people can hit that now. But when I was training, there wasn't even a competition. And if I think if there even was a competition to do with 1RMs, I don't think I would have because I I think I had a lot of things on my side with my personality. I knew when it was enough and I was not competitive person in general. So I think that worked in my favour. In order for to me to be where I'm at now, obviously I had this pec tear from last year from doing jiu-jitsu um i've never been injured in my own strength training so that's a really good sign for me to know and some of my clients also trust me on on my methods of training because they look at me and realize if he has done all that and being able to stay healthy all this time and not also addicted to his training so much my training my clients also evolves around me training their mindset and you know letting them approach their training correctly and yeah. you know stop worrying about st stupid stuff all the time just do what I'm telling you to do. You'll find there's other little areas to work on as well. And it depends on how you approach your training, whether you're competing, because some of my clients want to compete as well. And um, I tell them, whether you compete or not, remember you're training for different purposes. You're not training for a competition. I'm not going to train you for a competition. You can go to another coach and train that because that's not what I, that's not what my training is okay you don't uh, you don't never see me competing or either because i just train my clients to be happy um be content in their training making sure that they're progressing nicely but not you know building up a ridiculous stage and all of a sudden stagnating in that level as well giving them a nice methodology to training and a mindset in order for them to progress but also learn and really know themselves in their training you know approach Training is su such a key thing. Approaching your training correctly and not thinking it's like a sort of job. Remember, like, you're not getting paid millions of pounds for this. You're not, um, you know, if, if you feel like you need a rest and it says on the program you need to do this, I advise you to rest. That's it. Just rest. If you need to feel like you're tight and you need to roll your quads out, do that. 
you have to also listen to your body. Don't just listen to me. I can advise you on stuff, but you need to also, you know, if you feel like you do need a break sometimes mentally from training, you do need a break. That's it. You, you're probably just thinking about training all day. Sometimes it's a good thing, but, you know, sometimes it can, it can really fucking mess you up. It can really mess you up. Like when you just think about training all day, especially if you work in a gym, you have clients, you come home, um, you got a tr- you got a train now, and then you come <laughs> come inside after training, and your clients are messaging you, and you got to send re- your life evolves on training. Sometimes you do need a break from it. Okay, so I always advise my clients as well is just take your time into training. Don't like, don't think that life is just training. You have to learn to have other things in in, in training as well. When it comes to one rep max training, make sure you understand that. It's a process of training. It's not like you have 100 kilos now and then by next month you have 110 and the next one. That's ridiculous. Like it's not going to work like that. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of people come into that, you know, world of training and they think training is like add on, let's just say something like two kilo a week. Man, that's, that's not going to work. Like adding on two kilo a week for six weeks, that doesn't make any sense. It only works in, in the very, very beginning when you yeah. don't know where your yeah. legs are already at. Yeah. Because yeah. most people really, in the, especially in the beginning, they absolutely underestimate what they are capable of. They, they just don't know. But I'm 100% agreeing with you that uh, the most important part here is to make people understand how, how much time you've got to put into it and how you approach into training. And the, the thing with that is, as for me, yeah, I, I can give you uh, give another view into this as I'm uh, mostly with people who do compete. Um, I, I do pretty much the same what you do, giving them the right mindset for that, that your life does not depend on it. And um, the, the thing with that is I, I, I don't want to sound cocky with that stuff, but I do have some of the best athletes in, in my, in my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I teach the same principles to them. And this doesn't make you not hungry for something. Because sometimes people think if you are like that, you will go, you're going to lose your drive or something. You're not. But the thing with that is most people need to understand why you are good is because of the passion that you have for what you are doing. And yeah. that's why you're good. It's, you don't have passion for trophies. You have passion for training. And that's why you are good. I, I do compete myself. And my passion is not about trophies. My passion is about training and getting better. And that's what I do. And all what I do is I put my training and I put my life, I put it into a box. I just mix it up. And I yeah. say, okay, what fits together? And that's the most important part here. Your life is not only about training, but I, on the other hand, I couldn't even think of a, of, of, of a second in my life where I don't train. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's the mix up that we need to uh, yeah. have. Training is part of life because it, it, it's, it's what, what, what is your love in? What, what is the fire in? But on the other hand, you do have your family. Yeah, Ranj, you are a married man. You, of course, have to spend some time with your wife. Yeah, and I, I would probably get killed if I don't spend time with my girl. And she, the, the, the thing with that is, you can have both, and that's absolutely okay. But yeah, that's it. you gotta be I mean, honest that's... with yourself. It's both. 
100%. Like, uh, that's what I always tell people. I always say, make sure when you train, if this is your only love at the moment for, like, you know, doing something like, that you're passionate about, make sure you work on other areas as well that just in case you have, like, like a backup plan, if, you know, because sometimes passion does lead to addiction. When you're addicted to something, that's when your body breaks down, your mind breaks down, you know, and you never know what people are going through. You know, some people, all they do have is their training and that's fine because they don't have, you know, other things in their life. But that's what I always say. If you have an hour to spare as an, as an athlete and you're training, work on other little areas that you want to enjoy as well. So if you like music, on, you know, do something else on the side as well, which you, you really enjoy. Do other things. Don't go into training doing your training then coming out and thinking did i do enough did i do this did i that's when you know you're losing it because your training is that time where you focus on your training only and yeah. what i try to tell people is come out of training and don't don't think about your training now don't, mm. don't because then that that just leads to that kind of mentality of i haven't done enough i'm not satisfied i'm not it's a process it depends on if you're already thinking like this now, how the hell are you going to last for 10, 15 years? It's becoming already a fucking, it's becoming like a job to you. It shouldn't feel like that. It should feel like, you know, it should just feel like how it was, like your passion, you, you know, something you really enjoy and you, in the moment you feel it, not like you come out of training and it's like more negatives. Oh, did I sweat enough? Do I feel I'm aching? Do I feel, and this could be like a mindset of just beginners. Okay. But, you know, some beginners will feel that, you know, did I sweat enough? Did I do that? You know, there's different styles of training, but you know, your, your time of training is just that. Don't think like you're, you're coming out. You're not, I mean, like when I say you're not getting paid millions from it, I mean, you're not like a, you're not like, this is not even a recognized sport where you're getting paid for it at the moment. You know, like when it gets to that point, maybe you can start worrying a bit and doing, you're doing whatever you need to do for, but for now you need to just, enjoy your training the, the main thing is when you've got passion it's about you have passion when you enjoy it not when it becomes really like questionable like oh I'm, am i addicted to it now i've been at that stage where it was addictive but also i've been at the stage where i had like i said i had more more um more good than bad let's say i had more good things going for me in terms of i had um, a mindset of it is enough i know that when i come out of the gym i don't need to think about it now I've trained for the day, uh, maybe rest tomorrow, do something else. And then I go back to training or whatever. Yeah. It's not like I wake up and I just think of training because I've been at that time of, I've been at that period of you know life where you have that, where all you think about is training. But I had, like I said, I had this mindset of it wasn't competitive even within myself. I never got into the training and, and to think for me personally, it wasn't like, Oh, this is the level I need to beat that level. I was just always enjoying my training. I always enjoyed my training. It always felt like the first time I ever touched the pull-up bar. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I'm doing pull-ups. The first time you do your muscle-ups, that, that feeling you get when you get on top of the straight bar. My training always felt like that because it was never, uh, you know, I never felt like I had to do it. It was just something I, I enjoyed, you know. It was just something that I, I look forward to in my day, but then I never come out of training thinking, is it enough? And even now, although my training has changed, I train like four days a week. I don't like, I train one or two hours a day and I just, I really enjoy my training. I'm, I'm probably enjoying my training the most now I have ever have in my life. And that's really weird to say because I'm not even, you know, I'm not doing things that I used to do in terms of like the way I approach my training and how my routines are now. 
and how I schedule my training. Um, I'm, I'm at the best level I've been mentally. I'm just, I'm at there's such a great level in terms of my own mental, you know, like the way I train and the way I think of training now is so much better than how I used to be. And, and it's weird to say, like I said, because I'm not even doing things like I'm not in, I'm not at that level of where I've got gorillas around me or these people who are just giving me the motivation. And, you know, I don't have that anymore. I have my brother who I train with and, you know, because he's wiser and older than me, I listen to more of what he tells me than me telling him, you know, it's not about, it's not about that. So I've just, you know, make sure you realize with your training that you've got a long time to train and things are going to change. You're going to change. You're not going to be doing the same. You may be doing weighted pull-ups now, next, next three years, you might be a world champion swimmer. No one knows, you know, no, you, you, you can change. If things change, training doesn't just evolve around this style and, you may find different things you like. Yeah, but you got to keep the passion, and that's what it's it is all about. I keep mean, passion training. I, I'm, 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 I gotta come to London as as soon as fucking starts. Over, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'm probably down for 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 a good good uh, old reps and sets session. And I'm probably thinking of. There is a ranch who's gonna be the first who says, "Oh yes." <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, yeah, man. If you come London, bro, you know I've already got you here, man. We go eat some good food. We go train. You come into my back garden, into my my <laughs> rugged, my rugged equipment, my rusty old equipment. But like, yeah, like I said, I'm enjoying. Like, I'm not even training in a gym at the moment, even though the gyms are open. I've got all this old equipment and just rusty, you know, pieces of iron. And it's just so fun training at home. You know, I'm really enjoying it. And if you come here, bro, you're really going to enjoy training here. I've got all, I've got everything you need. There's not, not there's not one thing I don't have. <laughs> that's perfect, you know. And that that's the thing because um, the, the that's what it should be about the fucking passion for what we are doing in the end. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, I think that's the the most important uh, message we can bring out with this huge podcast now. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking hell. Ranj, if someone understood your message and wants to really improve his levels of strength and want to be, wanna be on, on this hybrid way that you are doing, how can they actually contact you? Um, like I said before, don't contact me. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no you, can, you can get me on a... On Instagram, um, just give me a message if you want to start some online coaching or just want some advice. Um, but I think everything I'm gonna, everything I, I would say to you, I've said in the podcast, is just really take your time with training. Don't think it's like some sort of you know addiction or something. You don't. You need to just take the time with it and progress nicely. That's it. That's it. Perfect. So hit a, hit Ranjit Ranj Ranjit underscore sing underscore bachu then you can just contact this guy we're gonna post something uh on instagram also where we just link him up and you find us on the strength and skills podcast on instagram and that's i think the best way to to get in touch if you if you, if you just can't write his name <laughs> yeah yeah perfect thank yeah, you so perfect. much for your time man it was, it Thanks, was so good And Thanks, hope to see you again very, very soon when all this stuff here is done and we can fly over Europe again. 
for sure, man. Thanks for having me on, bro. Love to. <laughs> Enjoy. Peace.